suicide game just yesterday It's made all that I learned The emptiness of life examined well, hello out there, and welcome to another episode of Things I Learned While Learning Other Things. This is an attempt by me, Joe Morahan, and my brother, J.S., to provide you with a series of interesting, informative, educational, and we hope enjoyable stories that will help you navigate through those high seas of life. Today we offer Murder, Just a Shot Away, Part 3. And we, dis- uh, we continue our discussion of violence in Chicago this past weekend. 21 people were shot. For Chicago, this seems to resemble the famous Christmas truce during World War I, where Germans and the English and the French, you know, they promised not to shoot each other for a couple of days. After that, the combatants resumed trying to kill each other in hideous ways. So we continue our discussion of violence, the French Revolution, Rousseau's primitive man corrupted by superior intelligence, inequality, and the publicly announced sympathetic support by the new mayor of Chicago for the criminals whom are terrorizing and ruining the country's third largest city. In other words, he has sort of sympathy for the devil, if you get my point. And it should be, should be readily apparent why a woke culture would adopt Rousseau's philosophy I got mine as that famous, you know, George Floyd rioter, I mean, protester, screamed as as he wheeled his stolen shopping cart from the big box store and exited with five giant flat screen TVs from amidst the mad melee and riot. I mean, protest. And the man was telling the truth when he turned and yelled into someone's iPhone camera proudly, I got mine. And so he had. People who lack intellect, drive, interest in the sciences, interest in the arts, are not responsible for their poor outcomes in life. So said Jean-Jacques Rousseau. It was his most fundamental primeval belief. It's our culture, man, our civilization, which is responsible for man's and that protester, rioter, thief's deep-rooted discontent for his gross income inequality. Superior intellect and hard work must not be promoted as they lead to evil outcomes. The ancient Greeks, they honored the pursuit of virtue. Rousseau, he favored primitive man, natural man. He favored freedom. Government's fundamental role, leveling the playing field, reducing inequality. I knew it. Rousseau's view that man is good contradicted the writings uh, and views of philosophers like John Locke and Thomas Hobbes, whom believed that man was driven principally by self-interest, the need to provide for their own survival and safety. And given such human impulses and and propensities and that they are competitive by nature, as is nature, there exists a need for some authority, the Leviathan, as devised by Hobbes, the government, to design to keep all men safe from men whom would abuse others in their excessive pursuit of self-interest. Hence, for Hobbes and John Locke, a limited government whose principal role 
was to ensure safety and protection for all by keeping those miscreants who would abuse others in line. That would be essential. Defund the police movements and the crime increases that followed the movement and the mere existence of a city like the city of Chicago should serve as proof that man left to his own devices is not, repeat, not of sterling character. He just isn't. When left alone and especially when weaponized and supported by woke theories, contrary to Dostoevsky, crime and no punishment, the streets of Chicago resemble what you might expect to see in Hades, Teguchigapa, uh, you know, Chudad Juarez. I mean, this is scary stuff. It's, it's more than dicey. It's outright terrorizing. And then you have this factor. In the USA, we are so interested in protecting the rights of any group of people who claim status as members of a self-defined class of the oppressed. These are our senior citizens. I, I don't mean you know, senior citizens as in old people like me. I mean people who believe they are of senior status and that society owes them. Owes them whatever they want and they owe society nothing. You know, having claimed membership in a class of people with historical grievances under theories reflecting belief in the concept of collective guilt, the oppressed demand to, that they be excused from responsibility for any and all crimes they might commit, large or small, because they are crimes of recompense or in vengeance of wrong committed long ago against members of their alleged oppressed class whom lived generations ago. They make their claim today against you, against me, with or without force of law. And sometimes with and sometimes without resorting to violence. But I'm telling you, the threat of menace is violence and it is a crime. Enforcement of the law against menace, well, forget about it. It's not being applied these days. It's not going to happen. Learn to live with a menace. It is the current philosophy that prevails in this country. And each one of us, each one of us is worse off for it. Such unpunished and even politically supported criminality leads to desperate levels of civic instability and greater levels of malignant malevolence and violence and result in gross loss of community vibrancy. And under such conditions, under such distorted value systems, no one is safe, no one can be safe, for even murder is just a shot away. As under, under uh, Robespierre and the, and the Jacobin terror after the French Revolution, violence was extreme and arbitrary, and no one, no one could be sure that they would not be next. To the guillotine, even guillotine himself, whom invented this diabolical device that ended so many lives, he found himself a victim of his own creation. Heads rolled in Paris. In fact, heads rolled all over France. Like tumbling, tumbling dice. Seems like I've heard that before. One day you might be strolling down the Champs-Élysées, and the next moment your head might be cut off. One never knew. That's not, not, not unlike life in Chicago today. One moment, you're minding your own business. You're having decided to go down to the Magnificent Mile to do a bit of shopping. And the next moment, thugs carjack you and shoot you in the head. You are dead. 
Your family is devastated. And the new mayor of Chicago, like Bill Clinton, he feels pain, just not yours. Brandon Johnson, the mayor of Chicago, has now publicly gone on record that he understands the pain and sympathizes with the feelings of the carjacking murderers. He sympathizes with the devils. Long live Robespierre. Long live Brandon Johnson. Why not? Absent law and order, might is right. Violence is a power. It's a power tool. The same as the uh, averted eye. Look away. Look away. Murder, just a shot away. We don't ever want to embrace it. We certainly should not want to condone it. And we may not, we may want to understand its origin and what drives it. We need accept, though, that it is an inevitable part of life. But we must never fail to seek to eradicate it. Criminality is bad. Street violence is terrible. To just accept the violence and criminality is to submit ourselves, our lives, and with it our liberties to those whom would deprive us of all that makes us human. To submit to criminality is to submit to tyranny. It's hardly a life worth living. I mean, most of us don't want to don't want the U.S. to become the Congo. Nobody wants to live in the Congo. The Congolese sure don't want to live in the Congo. Somalia. Now, there's another failed state. It's run by gangs, kind of like Chicago. It's very bad there. Life is terrible in Somalia and the Congo and Chicago. These are no-go zones. We're better than that. We really are. Innocent victims of today's crimes have no standing. We have no status and no recourse against perpetrators of said crimes. Because the perpetrator claims membership in a class of the aggrieved. And the political and judicial system is willing to excuse the perpetrators of violent crime. Judges are, aren't supposed to be there to divvy up the pie according to an interest group. They're there to enforce the law. Many don't. And many politicians don't want them to. It's in a very petty example of what is going on in our society. It, imagine going to an NFL game and finding out that the referees are actually employees of one of the teams on the field that's playing. Oh, my God. We just sit there. We tolerate all the violence, and then we excuse it. We just take it. Just take it. The same way all the BS in this country is now tolerated. We're soft. We won't judge. It's wrong to judge. We're cowards. We're afraid to resist. We're, we're meek. We're weak. We're weak, man. God, it's so embarrassing. Have we no shame at what is taking place out there? Won't anybody stand up and have the guts to say, we will take no more of this shit? We tolerate every abuse except all excuse. We tolerate every deception, every lie, every bullet to the brain. What is happening in this nation is the total corruption of the very idea, the very principle of what it means to have a civilization. And our politicians, all the craziness is okay unless, unless criminals come to them. Then, then, then it's different, you know, victimhood. And by the, by the way, as a complete aside, who knows what the who knows what the real story involving Nancy Pelosi's husband and his alleged attacker with a hammer? You know, it's strange. Only a few months after his drunk driving incident. Anyway, woke culture says it's civilization's fault. It's our culture that is to blame for the violence and mayhem on the streets.
Income inequality, superior intellect, and industriousness are the real culprits. Implicit white bias, brother. That's the truth. As such, and if, and, and if society allows such distortions to take place, where the perpetrator of a crime is transmogrified from the transgressor to victimhood status, you know, blameless, a product of an unjust, uh, unjust society, then what? Well, th that, that's what social justice is all about. It isn't justice. It's just perversity. And as a result, true crime victims are, are victimized a second time, first by the criminal and then by the criminal justice system. A government designed and put in place to protect us against just such random acts of violence has been turned on its head. That is an aberrant society, my friend, one that must collapse. And that is, that is where we pretty much stand these days. You know, murder, just a shot away. Yeah. With no throttle on criminality, that sound you hear, that the sound produced by an ever more dangerous vortex that's sucking us down, you know, further down into the depths of despair via this highway to hell. Escape from this maelstrom of menace is, is ever more difficult, if not theoretically, and now almost practically impossible. And, and when such a dire state of the state has been reached, the quality of life in such a society is threatened and diminished. When asocial behavior is justified, uh, justified by perverted arguments that resemble you know, an Orwellian nightmare, we will be experiencing night terrors for some time to come. And our society's willingness to accept this violence, this level of violence, is a corruption of our purported interest in maintaining a civil society. Thomas Mann, the German author, wrote in The Magic Mountain, Tolerance, I would say tolerance becomes a crime. Tolerance becomes a crime when it's applied to evil. And so it is now true that somehow, against our will even, we all find ourselves in this most uncomfortable position of having become accomplices to the crimes committed against humanity because we have yet done nothing Nothing to stop the evil which has so corrupted and so corroded our society. The bad guys indeed are winning. God forbid. And oh yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back. Bye-bye. I am in a far-off place. I hope it's not Chicago. Half of a world away. Are you kidding? It's in hell. And there's so much to do and there's so, so much, much to see. Until your car jacked. Got an ass whooping. There are mountains and valleys and beautiful hills. But not in Chicago. Something Here come new. the bad guys. And though my imagination has been captured, my thoughts they return to you. Until I'm dead, then I will have no thoughts. So can you help relieve me of this burden on my back? There's something wrong deep inside of me, or something I must like. For I've got this worry of believing me, and I must admit that I'm scared. 